The NJWC is sponsoring this initiative to help our very own brother Israel Tippett fight the good fight of faith. Ethel Washington is donating a kidney to her twin brother, Brother Israel Tippett. Any act of kindness is appreciated toward this major surgery. If you would like to be a blessing to this family, you can donate to Cash App at Twins for Life 22. Thanks for listening to this week's announcements. Let's get ready to worship. And until next time, we'll see you at the top. Time to stand on your feet and give God some praise and worship this morning before the word goes forth. Can anybody make some noise in the house? Come on and make some noise for your King of Kings and your Lord of Lords who woke you up this morning. Tell somebody behind you, remind them and tell them, say, joy is here this morning. Tell somebody on the side of you, say, joy is here. Joy is here. No matter what you've been going through, joy is on the way and it's here this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Clap your hands like this, everybody. Say, we will not be. We will not be. We will not be. For the Lord is, the Lord is beside us. In Him we can. In him we can lose. Though the shadow surrounds us. Yeah. We won't fear no we evil. Won't fear no what we will do, we'll trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. With our hearts and in your joy, we will dwell forever. If you believe that the joy of the Lord is here, come on and say, Though the night may be Joy is coming, joy is coming, coming, coming in the morning. All praise, all praise to you, Jesus. Say, I know joy is coming. I know joy is coming. Yes, joy is coming. Yes, joy is coming. Make some noise if you know that joy is coming to your house. Yeah, we will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. Oh, Lord. We will not be moved. For the Lord is Not a loser, but the shadow surrounds We will feel no evil. But trust in you, Lord. With our hearts and in your joy, we will dwell forever. Come on, sing it, everybody. Though the night may seem weary, come on, say joy is coming. Joy is coming, coming, coming in the morning.
shine on you. I want everybody to sing and open up your mouth and say, shine on, shine on me, yeah, shine on me, oh, 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 oh,
amen, amen. Thank God for the children, the young people. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for our babies. Thank you that they're found in the house of the Lord this morning. Thank you for their parents seeing fit to get them to be a part of what you're doing. Good morning, Zion Hill. Good morning, Zion Hill. Hallelujah. Thank you. It's now time for tithes and offerings. And this is, and this is where everybody can be even a bigger part to support our children. Hallelujah. For we know Zion Hill is excellent ground to sow in. Hallelujah. I'm going to read this scripture, and it'll be coming out of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 7, and it reads, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man according as he has purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ushers, you can come forward. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for every giver in the house this morning, Lord God. Oh, Lord, we thank you and we love you, Father God. Whatever you're doing this day, this season, don't do it without us, Lord. We thank you for this year has been declared a year of recovery. So, Lord, we thank you for recovery in the month of October. We are recovering fully in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
grateful for a spirit of worship in the house. Please permit me to remind you of our four first coming up. Please make plans to be there. Uh, this is our way of supporting the community and providing an alternative for young people to celebrate their October 1st. This is a very important ministry that we have here because if we don't do it, then the world will fill in the gap. So take that very seriously. So please, whether you are asked to do something or whether you are asked to minister to the people, just make yourself available. And if you're not doing anything, just come to support what God is doing. Uh, and please remember, believe it or not, that's the largest gathering that we have in this church. So that's the largest attended event every year. So make plans to be there. Uh, I believe it's on the last day of the month. So let's just come out and let's just be, not only come out, but be friendly to the people. I cannot say that enough. Be extra nice to these are people that God died for. So that should, that should give you an idea of how important they are to God. And if they are important to God, then they ought to be important to you. So, so all minds clear? We all going to be there? Do I have an amen? And we're all going to be nice and courteous. Do I have an amen? amen. Well, I pray God will bless you for that. Obedience always brought blessing. Also, please don't forget to vote. This is the time that we are called upon as citizens to vote. Please make yourself available. Don't say you are too busy. It is known that our people only come out at certain elections. That's not a good reputation to have. We should come out at every election. So please mark your calendar. It is our civic duty. Amen. To be out there. Let your voice count. You never know who God's going to use. But God is giving you and me the privilege. It took me 16 years to be able to do what many people take for granted. So for 16 years, I could only watch. And hoping and praying that somebody good would be elected to rule me. But now I'm given the privilege to participate 
You think I would take that for granted? So, you who is born and raised here, please take this very seriously. Some people are trying to swim across the water just to have the blessing that you have. So we cannot take these things for granted. Just go out there. It doesn't take much. Unlike some other places, we don't have to stay on the line for too long. This is a very small state. There's only 4 million plus people in this state. There are more people in the city of Houston than the whole state of Louisiana. So you don't have to wait. You don't have to stay on the line. Just make it a priority to be there. All my slave. I am counting on this church to take the lead in this community and doing what is right. We even have a ministry in this church just to educate us. Uh, one of our brothers, Brother Brown, is over that ministry and they're doing a great job educating us, and putting on events, organizing debates, giving us ballot samples so you have no excuse in this church. In fact, you may not know it, we were given a grant as a church just to help people to get to the voting place. You see how this thing works? So the community respects your church. Now we have to respect our own self. Does that make sense? Sometimes you respect people, but they don't respect themselves. So I want this church to be the pioneer and take the lead and show that our people matters. So all minds clear? Everybody here who is old enough to vote will vote. You will have an amen. Now, if you say amen, you say you agree. So if you don't do it, something's going to get you. <laughs> I'm just joking. Let's all get up and say hello to one another. Do we have any guests in the house today? Let me see your hand. Let's, well, praise the Lord. I love you, my brother. Looking good, sir. Come on, let's thank God for our guests this morning. Walk around, let's say hello, just love on somebody, shake people's hands.
again, we want to thank every one of you for being in the house of the Lord this morning. Will you please stand with me as we read the word of God? There is something about a word from God that makes a world of difference in our lives. The book is the Gospel of St. John, chapter 1. We're going to look at one verse there, verse number 46. I just want to teach the Word of God this morning. And I'm fixing to share with you a secret that if you apply it, it will work for you. So it's up to you. God has an MO. Everybody got an MO. So is God. Your MO is how you operate, how you roll. So you need to know that God has a way he rolls. And what he does is very simple. He promised if you work for him, you will never lack anything. I can close my book and go home. Many people are struggling just out of ignorance. Now, I used to struggle, so I know about struggling, until I discovered this simple truth. So you come to church to be equipped. So this is a this is a place where you, it's a word church. You learn about God. You get equipped. But being equipped is not enough. This is where people chose to, to struggle in their health, in their wealth, in family life, even in their career, their business. People are struggling by choice. You can put an end to that by simply being employed by God. So when you work for a company, I shouldn't have to be saying this, but somehow church folks missed it. Whatever company you work for, they got your back. They have plans, insurance, benefits. Am I lying on this? Well, if you can say amen to that, you're working for the wrong company. Amen. Yes, indeed. So your company will offer you retirement plan. 401k, 402, 403. There's a reason because that's the way it works. How much more when you work for God? 
yet many of you don't look at anybody. You are in the church today to be equipped, but you are not employed by God. You come Sunday after Sunday. You just sit down. That's why you're struggling. And I hate to tell you, you will continue to struggle. So being a Christian is not learning the word. So you cannot stay in school for all your life. At some point, what you are learning, you see, I used to mess with you all, in case you don't know. Because many of you will tell me you sing because you like singing. I say your thinking is messed up. I did that for years. I say you are not singing because you enjoy singing. You are singing because you are working for God. See, and all you're getting, get understanding. So because you work for God, God said nobody who has left their father, their mother, their brother for the sake of the gospel will go without reward, benefits in this life. <laughs> so I expect my bills to be paid. Are you all listening to me? When I'm sick, I expect God to heal me. Those are benefits, benefits. It's part of the package. You are listening to me. God sent 70 people out. He told them, do not use your own money. Don't take anything with you. I got your back. See, don't just come here to sing. You are missing something. I just don't preach just because I enjoy preaching. You better forget that. <laughs> I preach because I know it, it pays to serve God. In this life and in the life to come. You know my message to all of you? Not just to the choir. Don't just go to church. Find something to do. Are you all still here? What did I ask you to do? Now you know some churches, they are demonic. I feel I'm already preaching. You know how they do? When you try to do something, then they'll block you. Or they will discourage you. You're trying to sing in the choir. Oh, we have enough people. That's the devil trying to keep you struggling for the rest of your life. If I can sing, no devil can stop me from singing. If I have to kick all of you together in the choir, I would do it. Because I know the importance of serving God. If you, if you can teach, find a place to teach. There's a lady in the church, she told me she couldn't teach. She couldn't sing. But she said, I'm the best Kool-Aid maker in the world. Do you remember? I'm trying to help you. This, this Bible is not complicated. But if you're singing and you don't have the mindset that it's a reward for this, 
you just volunteering, you make a donation. We will take your donation, but you stay struggling. You got to change your thinking. Whether you are teaching Sunday school, whether you are helping the children in the nursery, whatever you do, serving the Lord pays. You know the Baptist mystic, our forefather, they say, after a while, wrong thinking. So my assignment is to straighten out every ugly sticking thinking and position God's people right in the presence of God. Then I'll get out of the way so you can have a direct encounter with Almighty God. Now you see, I just told you my job. He said, feed my sheep. And because I do what he says, then he blesses me. I get sick, he heals me. Folks trying to mess with me, he knocked them out. He had, some people had died before their time. That's because they messed with an anointed man. Be honest with you. This is real stuff. We have to graduate from Mickey Mouse religion. The Bible saying all you're getting, get understanding. Don't let the devil suggest to you you're too old. He wants to keep you in struggle at the evening of your life. You are never too old to serve God. Did you hear what I said? I will bless the Lord. Not only when I'm young. At all times. He is praised. Apply what you are learning. You come here to be equipped. But you need to be employed. God delivered me from somebody who is trained to be a lawyer, but he never go to the court. What a waste of talent. You see how this thing works? All right, now I will give you, I'll make a job announcement. God is hiring. <laughs> now it's up to you. To submit your resume. Uh, if you want it, you can say, well, I like struggling. I'll just keep on struggling. So my job is to post the job announcement. That's all I'm about to do now. You all call it Bible, but I've got to help you to understand. Understanding is when you comprehend what the teacher is teaching. Are you ready for this? The book is John chapter 1, verse number 46. The Bible said, And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good come out of Nazareth? And Philip responded and said unto him, Come and see. Let's pray. 
Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you for revelation knowledge. Thank you for the privilege to be on your team. There are many employers in the world, but oh, you the best employer. Thank you for the benefits. Thank you for your commitment to take care of your employees. Holy Spirit, help somebody to comprehend what thus says the Lord today. Use your servant to proclaim the word of God. That's the assignment you gave to me. You say, don't entertain the people. Teach the word. Feed my sheep. I realize I cannot do it without you. So I step back that you may step up. This is your show. This is your church. These are your people. Have your way in this place. We'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Our subject for discussion this morning is tied to there is a ministry of come and see. God is hiring. There is a job opening in a department called Come and See Department. Ladies and gentlemen, this message is about soul winning. This message is the number one department in the kingdom of God. That department is called Come and See. My assignment is to give you examples of people who are already working in that department. When you join a place of employment, you want to know who and who is there. Who are you going to be working with? You want to know your job description. And you need to know what's in there for you. That's my assignment to you this morning. The passage I just read to you revealed something about Jesus' ministry. He was about 30 years old, and he started his ministry. And the first thing he tried to do is to recruit his team of employees. It's nothing strange about that. I have some companies that I own. Guess what? I recruit people who work for me. It's a simple thing. So guess what Jesus did? He found in the book of John chapter 1 verse 43, the Bible revealed that Jesus found a gentleman by the name Philip. And he said, hey, boo, I need you to work for me. Philip said, cool, 
I like what I'm hearing. I like the package. Sign me up. Then Philip began to work for Jesus. You all call it disciples. But really, he's recruiting his team. The New Orleans Saints has a team. They recruited every player. Are you all still here? The Bible is not complicated. Ladies and gentlemen, then if you look at verse 45, John chapter 1, then the Bible says, Philip started working in the department. Guess what he did? He recruited another player. And the Bible tells you the name of that player. His name is Nathaniel. Notice what Philip told Nathaniel. He said, hey, dude, you won't believe it. We have found the Messiah. I am now working for his company. You come and see. See? Ladies and gentlemen, Nathaniel said, hey, man, don't trip. Can anything good come from Nazareth? That's like for you to show up to somebody's house and say, I have found the next governor of Louisiana. They say, what you see? They say, he is from Carfax, Louisiana. And then they say, whoa, 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 time out. I was feeling it <coughs> until you told me. Can anything good? You see how simple the Bible is? <laughs> you see all the folks from Calvary, they're nervous now. They say, they're messing with us again. I'm just trying to help people to understand the word of God. It's not a far-fetched story. Ladies and gentlemen, so Philip said, well, Nathaniel, you don't have to take my word. You come and see. Ladies and gentlemen, the message I'm trying to get across to you, there is a ministry. There is a department in the kingdom of God called Come and See Department. My brothers, my sisters, again you see it in the book of St. John chapter 4, Verse 29, Jesus was passing through a city called Samaria. And he decided to get some, some water to drink at the well. He ran into a woman. And then with this woman, they had three conversations. Number one, they talk about the water that Jesus wants to drink. Say, give me some water. They talked about that. Then number two, they talk about worship. Because the sister girl was trying to be smart. It's talking about you're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan, we don't, we don't talk. 
we don't mix, we don't socialize, we don't worship together. That's how they got into discussing about worship. And Jesus have to help her to understand your understanding of worship is wrong. Just like you see me every now and then, I will call a department. Sometimes I call the music department. Sometimes I call the deacons department and straighten out their thinking. I never will forget one time I called the deacon and I said, look, don't make this complicated. Your job, your number one assignment is to put out fire. You are a firefighter. So don't tell me all this religious stuff that you grew up with. I say, if you see any fire in the church, put it out. And I say, don't ever let me catch you starting the fire. Then you will be my number one, and you the devil that God sent me to, to knock out. Meeting a John. You see how simple things are? It's not re- the Bible is not complicated. So they talk about water, they talk about worship, and they also talk about family. Once this sister was convinced, that Jesus is the real deal, that he is a prophet, he said, please pray for me, sir. Then Jesus said, hey, not so fast. Go and bring your, your family. Go bring your husband. That's how they got into family discussion. And then uh, the sister said, no, I ain't got no family. So Jesus said, you told the truth, but you did have family. You've been living with five men. And now you're with number six. And that one ain't your husband either. Oh, don't look at your neighbor now. No, we ain't child. I'm just trying to help people to understand the word of God. Once this sister realized, oh my God, I'm dealing with some prophet, some, somebody special. She ran back into the city and invited all of our customers. <laughs> oh, you know I'm going to preach this gospel. I am free. <laughs> she ran back to turn and invited, line up all the men. Guess what she told them? Come see a man. She become employed in the same department that I'm trying to introduce you to. There is a ministry called Come and See. Ladies and gentlemen, again you see it in the book of St. John, chapter 1, verse 35. One day, John the Baptist was hanging out with two of his own disciples, people that work for his ministry. And bless God, as they were just hanging out, John noticed Jesus passing by. They, hey, 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 folks, see that man. Behold the Lamb. The Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. 
So these two disciples heard what John said about this stranger. And guess what they did? They left John to follow Jesus. Translation, they changed job. See, the Bible is not complicated. Some of you have done that. You're working for this employer, and you find that there's a new company that pay better. You say, Mwah. see you, I'm out of here. You see how simple the Bible is. So, by the way, there's a lesson there. <laughs> I love the Bible. You see, God gave me the, the anointing to, to explain, to teach the word. Ladies and gentlemen, notice that these two disciples heard about Jesus from John. But they left Jesus, and they left John to go work for Jesus. The same thing when you come to church. You will hear about Jesus from your man of God or your woman of God. But you have to have enough understanding. Don't worship your man of God. You want to be employed by Jesus. Are you seeing it? So this ministry is not about Joshua Dara. You don't come here to worship me. They heard the gospel from the preacher, John the Baptist. But when it's come to being employed, you have to understand whether you are running the sound system, whether you are working the media ministry, whether you are a greeter, you are usher, or you sing in the choir, you are working for who? There's a lesson there because some of you, when it's time for you to show up for work, you no show. You make excuses. I have a friend of mine. I won't, I won't mention her name. At one time, she owned all the McDonald's here in Alexandria. That's him. That's her. And bless God, she said to me one day, Josh, help me to, to explain this. He said, your people... They come to me for employment. And I will give them opportunity. And give them uniform. And give them a schedule. And they don't show up for work. The same thing is happening in the kingdom of God. Every time you call in, no, I ain't coming today. Oh, I got something else to do. You will never hear me argue with you. Because I just know your understanding is limited. Follow me as I follow Christ. Did you ever hear that Joshua Dara don't show up for work in the kingdom of God? Don't stay broke. Don't put your children, your family in chaos out of ignorance of your assignment. How are you going to say I'm a member of the choir but I won't show up to sing today? Is ignorant. Ignorance is killing people. How are you going to say you're a minister of the gospel? 
And then it's time to share the gospel. You're not there. You are a candidate for poverty. And then you have the audacity to call me and say, Pastor, will you please pray for me? I wish I, I can tell you exactly how I feel. Because it won't come out too Christian. You cannot be employed and then you're no show. Ladies and gentlemen, one of these two disciples of John that went to work for Jesus, his name is Andrew. He used to work for John the Baptist. He heard about a new employer in town with better benefits. His name is Jesus. He quits John to go work for Jesus. Then, guess what he did? He went home and dropped another player. He signed up for this ministry called Come and See. Now he went home and talked to his own brother. His brother's name is Peter. You read about Apostle Peter, but you don't know how he come to, to work for the company. Ladies and gentlemen, he brought Peter to Jesus. What is my message to you? There is a ministry for everyone. Everybody here. What I'm sharing with you now, I sat down with my own children. I say, your career will not make you. Your education will not make you make it in this life. I have something to do with your education. I spend my money, my resources, my time, my energy to get your education. But let me show you the secret of true wealth. <laughs> the real deal that will keep you blessed all your life. Find something to do in the kingdom of God. Ladies and gentlemen, notice what's going on here for the sake of time. Andrew found Peter. Jesus found Philip. Philip found Nathaniel. The woman at the well found the whole city. They're all working the same job description. They're working for Almighty God in a department called Come and See. My message to you is that all of us, we have an opportunity to work for God to be a soul winner. But you know what is so sad? If I pass the microphone and ask each of you one by one, live interview, how many souls have you won for God this year? This house is full of failing grades. And then you wonder why you are running to brick walls in life. And the Lord sent me this morning 
to help everybody. I, I spoke with my own wife. I said, Sister Gray, don't let these people mess you up. They call you first lady. You're wasting your time. First lady won't get you to heaven. First lady won't pay your bill. You better find something in the kingdom of God. She's sitting right there. I love people too much to let you die in ignorance. Find something to do. If all you can do is make Kool-Aid, be the best Kool-Aid maker in the world for the glory of God. If all you can do is just say hello to people coming inside the church. If all you can do is to stay on the parking lot and direct the traffic. If all you can do is to cook for hungry children. Find something in the kingdom of God. If all you can do is just drive the bus and drive the church van or whatever you're called to do. Don't let the devil keep you idle. I'm so glad my family finally get it. But now you also, you're my family. That's why I'm pouring out my heart to you today. The Bible has so many things to share with you concerning this employment opportunity. The Bible talks about the parable of lost sheep. Jesus told you the job description. He said, if you have a hundred sheep and one is lost, you need to leave the 99 and go look that's so winning. Am I still in the book? See, the church for they would never teach you this thing. They just tell you Bible story. And you sit down struggling throughout life. Jesus told another parable of lost coin. You see, if a woman lost a valuable coin, he'll walk all day, all night. Until she find that lost coin. Guess what? I hate to tell you. Our people, they're on the street. You're right, bro. They're lost. You know it. You drive by them. But you don't give up. You don't. You come Sunday after Sunday just to be equipped but you never get employed by God. Luke chapter 14, verse 23. You see Jesus talking again. He said, go by the highways. Job description. Go by the byways. He's giving you his job description. Compel men and women to come so that my house may be full. Can I be brutally honest with you? Let me define for you what this ministry is all about. Let me define for you what it means to be a soul winner. It's very simple. It's one beggar showing another beggar how to find food. 
That's how simple it is. You don't need a, a, a dictionary encyclopedia. We are messed up. But God has given you opportunity to find a place to feed your soul. Now, you, me, we are beggars that will find bread in the house of God. We need to go on the street and tell another beggar how to find bread. Tell your neighbor I got it. Why do you have to work for this department? Why do you have to win soul? It's very simple. Number one, because soul has value. Did you hear what I said? Brother Pastor, why you say soul have value? Well, every soul is made in the image of God. That's what your Bible says. Every soul, including the brother who just came in. And the first thing he told me, he said, don't touch me. I'm sorry. I am drunk. Then I told him, you're my brother. He said, you're looking at another drunk. I said, give me a hug. God is trying to help you and me to understand. This Bible is not complicated. Ladies and gentlemen, why do we have to do this? The book of Mark, chapter 8, verse 36, tells you again how valuable souls are. He said, what shall a profit a man? If he gain the whole world, but lose his soul. You know why we have to do this? Number two is because life is too short. Yesterday, right here, I buried a person less than 50 years old. Just like that. She's gone. Life is too short. I wish I had time to take you out and explain the word of God. The Bible says your life, my life, is just like a vapor. Here today, gone. This is serious employment opportunity. Ladies and gentlemen, another reason why we need to do this is because of the reality of hell. If you really care for people, and not just being selfish about just you and you alone. Then you will do everything within your power to get people saved. The book of Psalms chapter 9 verse 17 says, The wicked shall be turned into hell. So don't let anybody tell you there is no hell. They're ignorant, fool. That's why I give you scripture. Let's say there is a place called hell. And the wicked 
are going there. And for those of you who are employed even in the kingdom of God, but you are not committed, you are sloppy, you show up only when you feel like it. Jesus said on the day of judgment, I will look to you, you will say, I used to sing in the choir, I used to preach, I used to serve, I used to teach Sunday school, and I will look at you and say, I don't know you, get out of here. You sloppy mess. In your Bible, somebody needs to teach How are you going to be a pastor of, of a church? You never read the Bible. You never study the Bible. You never infest the people. In, you never infest your ministering people. And then you're just doing the bare minimum. Jesus said, I will look you in the face and say, I know you not. How are you going to be a deacon? And the only time we see you is communion Sunday. Sloppy mess. Jesus said, I will look you in the face. And I will tell you, I don't know you. This is so serious to God. In the book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 43, he said, if you have a hand that is offending you, cut it off. He said, you are better off to make heaven with one hand than to go to hell with both hands. <laughs> That's what we call two-time losers. Ladies and gentlemen, please take note in this church. What I'm trying to tell you is this. We believe in doing good works. But what good if we feed somebody with food but they go to hell? Are you listening to me? In this church, ladies and gentlemen, we believe in taking care of the poor. But what good if we pay your rent here on earth, but you have no place in heaven? Are you all listening to me? In this church, ladies and gentlemen, we believe in healing people. But what good if we heal your physical body, but you lose your soul? Can you handle the truth? I love this church. We believe in prophecy. And it's cool to prophesy. We tell you about your future. But what good if we tell you about your future that doesn't include heaven? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to make so winning a priority in this church. Why is it important? Because Jesus gave his very life. John chapter 3 verse 16. I'm sure you quoted it. You learned it in Sunday school. God loved the world so much. He gave the only child that he got. So that whosoever will believe in him 
shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So it's time for our church to get busy in this ministry called Come and See. A few more minutes, let me share with you how we're going to do it. I've given you the name of the ministry. I've given you the job opening description. Now, I want to tell you how you're going to do it. And then I'm going to invite you to covenant with God today. And this will be the last day of your struggle in life. I'm leaving it. There's a reason. Some of you will, people will send me check to bless me, and I don't even I don't even remember the check. I am blessed. Oh, I wish I can help somebody. I started a ministry covering all of Europe and Africa. Total stranger people I don't know. They're sending me money. I make more money from strangers than all salary given me. Are you listening to me? The secret, you've got to be employed by God. Serving the Lord pays. Not in the by and by, right now. David said, I never seen the righteous forsaken. Their seed, their children will never beg for bread. Freely I receive. Freely I'm giving to you. Don't take the word of God lightly. The days of just mere religion is over. How do you do it? Number one, you have to have a relationship with God. What did I say you have to do? You see, why is that important? You cannot go out there and be talking about somebody you don't know. Are you still here? You have to have a relationship. And I'm, I'm talking, if I'll be honest with you, this is more than just attending Sunday school. This is more than just attending choir rehearsal. This is more than just coming to church Sunday. You got to know him for yourself. You must have a personal knowledge, a personal relationship. You have to walk with God. The Bible talks about, I don't have time, but I wish you, 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 you put Bible in context. People that walk with God, they never lack for good things. People that work with God, some of them never even see death. Can you handle deep things of God? I know for sure I've been born again. Do you know you've been born again? I know in whom I believe. Job said, and he is able to keep me from falling. He is able to protect that which I trust in him. The Bible says, I know 
that all things work together for good. Not to everybody, to them that love the Lord. I know if this early tabernacle is dissolved, I have a place eternal in the heavens, not made by hand. I know to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. I know that my Redeemer liveth. You got to know God for yourself. How are you going to win soul and you don't know God? Now I see why many people don't do it now. Ladies and gentlemen, by the way, let me give this free for you. How do you know if you're born again? Because some of you are saying, maybe I am. Maybe I don't. This is free. It's not part of my sample. You can tell when you're saved. There are symptoms. You go to the doctor. If you have a diagnosis, they can tell. You know how? The symptoms. There are symptoms of people who are saved. Ladies and gentlemen, you watch their love walk. When a man is in Christ, that's right, Deacon, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things become new. When you are really saved, nobody can make you hate somebody. Something inside of you. The more they try to convince you, oh, this one hates your God. Oh, this sister, so, so, so. And, and they're talking about, the more they, the more you love them. Ah, no, I've been changed. Watch their love walk. Another thing, you see, my, 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 my folks are telling me I need to hurry up. The other thing you would know, people who are saved, mama, they are very humble. You know what keeps them humble, mama? Because they know that but for God. It makes you so humble you begin to realize there's nothing good inside of you. The only reason why you're still alive is the grace of God. It keeps you humble. You wake up every day, you realize you need God. You need God every hour. You need God every minute. You need God every second. It will keep you humble. Save people are humble people. And you know something else? Oh, I wish I had time. People who are saved, they are people who walk in obedience of God. God says something. Don't go there. Obedience. A saved person, he lives in obedience. You don't have to tell him. You don't have to be chasing him around. 
the love of God compel him. He will go even when he don't feel like going. Oh, I wish I could sit down with you and tell you sometimes, I don't even feel like coming to church. But something on the inside. Walking on the outside. Oh! What a change in my life. Jeremiah said it's like fire. <laughs> you know how you know how people are saved? You watch them how they act in crisis. Even when their loved one died, save people, they handle it differently. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You fire them on the job. And they still have peace. Even in the midst of storm. Are you listening to me? You never have to guess whether you are saved or not. Save people act saved. The way they deal with crisis. All of us face crisis. All of us have to deal with some children and deal with people on our job. I never will for, oh, I wish I have time to, to testify. Somebody messed with me on my job. You probably remember that, son, because I shared that with you. And they, they asked me, Dr. Dara, won't you, aren't you going to say something? I said, no, I have nothing to say. Dr. Brown, you were there. You, you were there. I save people. They are not trouble in the midst of storm. Right. There is peace that supports. Oh. I'm trying to help somebody. If you don't get anything out of this, know for sure you've been born again. Amen. I am out of time, so I got I got to stop. I would continue this at ten o'clock. But let me tell you how you win people to Christ. It's very simple. A B C. What did I say? Have you learned your A B C? <laughs> There are ABCs of faith. Never leave this world until you learn your ABC. Letter A, you must accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. Letter B, you must be baptized. Letter C, you must find a church. Accept Jesus. Get baptized and find you a church home. So when they roll you in front, you know you're knowing some glad morning. When this life is over, I'm going to a place. <laughs> 
That was free, by the way. That was not part of my summer. <laughs> now I've got to tell you the ABC of soul. Letter A. You've got to get whoever you're talking to to admit that they are a sinner. One of the biggest problems I have in this church, many of you walking around as if you never do wrong. I question your salvation. I really do. Because if you know, if you know God, at some point you have to acknowledge, admit. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Know what he said? All have sinned. And come shut of the glory of God. So you see all these people walking around. Uh, they're holier than you. They... I wish the Holy Spirit would. I was going to say, give them the finger. <laughs> they are sinners just like you. And none of us righteous. The only thing with God is the righteousness of God. Letter A, get them to admit they're sinners. A drug addict would never be hit until he or she admit that you got a problem. If you don't believe me, talk to your professional counselors. I got many of them here. Sister Smith over there. There's a bunch of them. You got to admit. That's right, sis. You got to admit that you are a sinner. Just like the rest of us. Let her be. The Bible said you got to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. And then let us see you got to confess. That's all it is. You see how simple it is? Can I be brutally honest with you, brother Deacon? I have never witnessed to anybody that doesn't convert to Christianity. Because I let them know up front, I'm just as messed up as you. Sometimes you help them, I will tell them some things I've done wrong. Ah, I was going to preach, Sister Gay, I was going to preach sometime. I said, can, can you handle it if I tell you my real testimony? Some of you will leave. <laughs> some of us, we know we are saved by grace. True story. No, I'm trying to stop. I'm sorry, Sister White. You see, there was a deacon here, an old deacon. One woman called me one day, true story, and then she played a tape. Oh, she secretly recorded my deacon. And then she told me, you probably remember this. This, I don't live some fantasy world. What you see is real. He said, you need to fire this man immediately. He's a bad representation of God. He's a bad representation of your church. I listened to sister girl. I said, okay, let me tell you what I have done. She got quiet. Before things is over, 
she has said, admit it. But she also is messed up. Now you see what God is saying. All I've seen. I never fired that deacon. God is my witness. I got a musician that messed up. They say, no, get rid of that person. I got people worship team. They claim they are gay. Don't let them say. Send them out. I never listen to them. Are you listening to me? Because I know something. They will tell me, no, this person ain't right to be in the deaconess. They will tell me some of my preacher got too much tattoo. He is a disgrace, really. And sometimes I get in the flesh, I say, Mama, you a disgrace too. So we are full of disgrace. Oh, he look beyond our faults. And so I admit. Admit you're a sinner. The Bible says, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. You see that word, confess, believe? That God's risen from the dead. You shall be saved. You don't, you don't have to jump no pews. You don't have to run no aisle. You don't have to wear all, all dress and wrap your head and cover your head. God is looking at your heart. I got to stop. Everybody stand up. Assignment class. You see, the professor and me won't let me go. When we finish class, we give you assignment. Sometimes we give group discussion. The assignment from the Holy Ghost today is for all of us to search our heart and purpose it in your heart whether you want to sign up for employment at a department called Come and See. And the assignment is simple. You write three names of people that you know they're not saved. Some of them are your relatives. Notice Andrew went and get his own brother. The best place to start your ministry is your home. If you cannot, if you really change, the people who grow up with you, they will know. You can fool us in the church. You can act only in the church. But for that grow up with you, they know your true story. So start with people who are close to you. Some of you, you are coming to church, but even your own children are not here. And you know about it. You left them at home every week. Some of you, you come, your spouse is not here. Are you still here? Three names of people that you know in your knowing. They're not safe. 
And then first next week, just praying for them. Don't talk to them, just pray. Lord, I'm not even a preacher. I've never done this before. But I hear the man of God say, this is the way to be blessed and stay blessed. I want to work for you. You're a good employer. Better than the U.S. government. Better than the school board. Better than the universities around here. Better. Better than Procter & Gamble. Better than Walmart. I want to be employed by you. One thing I say over there at the university that scared them all the time. I say, you are not my source. I say, I love you all, but you're not my source. I work for God. And I will tell them, I can walk out of here anytime I get ready. Pray for them for a whole week. And then talk to them. I just told you what you're going to talk to them. A, B, C. I wonder how many of you will say, yeah, I want to be a part of it. Find your way to the altar. I want to pray with you. It's a powerful ministry. Sing that song. Yesterday, we had a home going here. The Holy Ghost told me, turn this into a soul winning worship experience. Many of you were not here. There were more than 20 people at a home going. The 
give their life to Jesus. Right here in your church. That was just yesterday. I don't even know who these people are. But they heard the gospel. And they say, Lord, here am I. Lord, I thank you for everyone before this altar. Oh, what an honor and a privilege to be employed by you. You ask those 70 people, when I sent you out, did you lack anything? And they all said, no, Lord, we lack Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your promise. And I thank you for everyone before this altar. We covenant with you by faith to be a soul winner. There are people on the street, people at home, people in our community who are longing for God, but nobody reach out to help them. Lord, I pray that you will anoint this one before this altar. Lord, I pray that you will equip them. Lord, I pray that you will put your tongue of fire in their mouth. Lord, I pray that you will use them mightily for your glory. Today, I stand in agreement with the word of God. From this day forward, your struggling days are over. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, give the Lord God a clap of I want to thank you again for your willingness to study the word of God with me. Let's go and make disciples of all nations. Beginning from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria, you want us to be his witnesses. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ, the love of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, I pray that you will rest rule and abide with you and me from this day forward in Jesus name and the church say amen. amen. God bless you if you're here looking for a church home pastor and his wife will be standing right here to welcome you to this great ministry new members please come forward new believers please